Good evening, LCM. Tonight is Wednesday, December 29th, and this will be our last service of 2021. That being said, let's get things warmed up by jumping straight into the word and 1 Corinthians 16, verse 9. Say, warming up as you're turning there. Let me know you're with, with us. Verse 9, because a great door, say great door, door. for effective work has opened to me, and there are many who oppose me. Now, we've been reflecting on this passage for a few weeks now, and with an exceptional year, that is 2021, coming to a close, it's hard to not gear up in eager expectation for what might come in 2022. We may not know every detail of what's coming our way in the days and months ahead, but one thing is certain. There is a great door for effective work, and it's greatly opposed. Say greatly opposed. opposed. Well, now that the scripture has made it very clear that we're going to be greatly opposed, say it with me. Bring Bring it on. Those giants who oppose us are only as much of a threat As we let them be. And I want you to catch that tonight. They're only a threat as much as you let them be. In fact, they don't have to be a threat at all. They can simply be giant gifts that we get to overcome as a unified people who are building each other up while engaged in warfare. This should recall a slide from Sunday's message that we're going to review. So if we remember from Sunday... Pastor Matt and Wade gave us seven steps for engaging with these giant gifts. And we want to review them with you as we continue. You can see them on the slide. We're going to touch base a little bit here. So the first one, you received his word. Oh, yeah. You'd apply it to your life. You seek guidance so you can take right aim at these giants. We get to work. We get ready for more work. And we don't stop until we win. (laughs) Can't stop, won't stop. That's right. We will not stop until we reach our goal and win. With every giant lying slain in the battlefield and every one of our collective family standing victorious before the throne of our king. We believe with certainty that the battle belongs to the Lord. And we have this great privilege of engaging in these battles. Tonight. We are going to hint at these things to come as we approach the new year in order for us to properly warm up for the bodybuilding exploits coming down the pipe. You guys ready to slay some giants? I also intend to have a very good time preaching with my brother tonight. Look, I used to punch pigeons and then punch foxes. But now, with this body, I'm learning to even punch giants. There's something about hanging out with people that are a little bit bigger and stronger than you that just causes you to become something greater than you were. Now, everything that's been said brings us to the title of tonight's message, which is the 2022 warm up. Say warm up. All right, body, we are going to warm up for the divine deadlift. That is the resurrection of joy. Literally a deadlift. As we engage with the giants in the land. 
Man, I love a deadlift. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> we will warm up with the heavenly hypertrophy. Oh. Woo! Oh. That is the bodybuilding itself up. By the way, this starts in our home gyms, a.k.a. our marriages. Now, for those of you who don't know what hypertrophy means, it is Adam Cora. <laughs> Just in this region right here lately in the last few. Yeah. Tell us what hypertrophy is. <laughs> so something that I know that Big Spence knows all about. Uh, yeah. It's gains, baby. Gains. It's growing. Hypertrophy is that growing of a muscle, and that's exactly what's going on in our body. Like every major lift when pumping iron, you need a team. This is to watch your form so you don't get injured, or sometimes to spot you during the work. That's right. This is our standard and cannot be renegotiated. Amen. Consider what Proverbs 27:17 says. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Have we been given some good revelation on that the last few weeks? Yeah. Come on. This is precisely what we will do this year. We will engage with giants in our land with max effort and max reps. Oh, yeah. We will perform this divine deadlift with a supernatural joy. Without a doubt, you need your brothers as spotters so you can literally get jacked on joy. Come on. We are going to get jacked on joy. Come on. Come on. Someone show me a flex. We are going to supernaturally overcome these giants with an attitude of joy. Now, for many in this room, a simple attitude change about the coming year will level giants from the onset, just in changing your attitude. Now, of course, there are many difficult trials ahead, but let's not be hamstrung by something as simple as changing our attitude from despair to joy. Something as simple as putting a smile on your face and then confronting the lack of joy in your life. Very simple battles. Very simple things that are absolutely essential for you to move forward in the kingdom. Remember that conquering these giants in your home gym, we mean your marriages. Husbands, listen to me. If your wife is constantly feeling overwhelmed and exhausted and lacking joy in her life, don't meet her on that level and start an argument. It's very quiet in here. But hear us. Don't meet her on that level and start an argument about the state of affairs. No. You call her higher. You bring your wife in those muscled up easer squeezers. And you begin to speak prophetic, life-giving words to her. And you set the standard. Now, wives, if you think we're just going to leave you out. Wives, you get to reflect your man. You get to reflect him and walk in that God-ordained reflection that God has destined for you. Now, can I get an amen? Yes. You guys with us? Yes. You ready to get a little heavenly hypertrophy in here? Yes. Well, this is how we do it. Now, to address all the married people of LCM, we are even advising in these deathly situations that you even give mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation to your spouse. You pull her in those easer squeezers. 
you begin to speak to her about the direction of your household's life, and fruit is absolutely the result. It's just like lifting weights builds muscle. Speaking prophetic life-giving speech will produce fruitfulness in your marriage. Come on. You married couples, you husbands, you better say thank you, Pastor. Mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Come on now. This is how we are warming up and getting ready to move some serious weight in the coming year. Oh, yeah. We're talking about some heavenly hypertrophy in this house. Check out the sets and reps the Lord is prescribing for his people in Deuteronomy 2.24. Set out now and cross the Arnon Gorge. See, I have given into your hand Sihon, the Amorite, king of Hezbon, and his country. Begin to take possession of it and engage him in battle. This very day I begin to put the terror and fear of you on all the nations under heaven. They will hear reports of you and will tremble and be in anguish because of you. Israel was set out to begin taking the land uh, and what God has ordained for them. Did you catch what the Lord is doing here in verse 25? He's giving Israel a warm-up for the other nations that they would overtake. While one enemy is failing the king of kings, he's using the victory of his people to strike fear in their future opponent's eyes. This is akin to the district champs going to state and all the other teams are ready beginning to settle their losses. You guys catching that? God sent Israel out and yes, he was going to beat uh, Sihon. But what he was doing at the same time is I'm going to use that to strike terror in every other nation that I already Come intend on. for you to go and conquer. Yeah. That giant victory would prove to develop them as yeah. well as strike fear in the heart of other nations. They would come up against it. It was to teach them they can do it. Much like we are being grown in this season as well. Did you catch that it was going to strike terror in the other nations? So think about this. Let's unpack it. If they were engaging in battle with a supernatural joy and the response was terror, wouldn't you say that the terror on the enemy's face is just a reflection of the supernatural joy that we have? How do your difficult situations look when you're staring at them? Do they look terrified or do they look like giants that are going to overcome you? Well, consider that your opposition will just reflect the countenance on your face. For Israel, they had the seal of their God, and no matter where they went as they conquered Canaan, people were terrified. Why? Because you cannot defeat a joyful smile. You cannot defeat someone when you curse them, when you're trying to beat down uh, a man or woman of God, and they just kind of grin and say, You don't know what's about to come because I've been doing squats and deads for years. And you don't know the kind of weight that I'm about to move. So the Lord was making Israel victorious with joy and the whole world was watching. I'd like to say, church, the whole world is watching how we respond to opposition. This has always been the way of people, God, have conquered their giants with that supernatural joy. So listen to what Israel's saying as they marched out boldly from Egypt. We sang this in worship. This is Exodus 15. And we're going to start in verse 14. As you're turning there, say, warming up. up. 
Exodus 15, 14. The nations will hear and tremble. Anguish will grip the people of Philistia. The chiefs of Edom will be terrified. The leaders of Moab will be seized with trembling, and the people of Canaan will melt away. Terror and dread will fall upon them. By the power of your arm, and that's a very strong arm, they will be as still as stone. Until your people pass by, O Lord, until the people you brought pass by. You will bring them and plant them on the mountain of your inheritance. The place, O Lord, you made for your dwelling. The sanctuary, O Lord, your hands established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. As the Lord delivers us time and time again, and we praise him time and time again, yeah. the nations and giants around us start taking notice of our divine deadlift numbers and tremble at how much weight we can move as a family. Just like the Lord delivered Israel through the Red Sea, he will do the same for us as we all, as we abound more and more in supernatural joy. Let's look at the next chapter of Deuteronomy to see what happened after Sihon got deadlifted out of the gym. So Deuteronomy 3, 2. The Lord said to me, do not be afraid of him, for I have handed him over to you with his whole army and his land. Do to him what you did to Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Hezbon. What our aim is today, church, is for us to have a change of attitude about the good and perfect lift. I mean, gift. That's right. That God is giving you. We want you to recognize that he wants you to win. Amen. He wants you to mature and be fully rid of giants that oppose you because they oppose him and are constantly trying to steal our supernatural joy. The Lord sent the Israelites to face a giant with the assurance he wants them to win. To go with confidence and joy against the giant. He wants maturity to rise and the body to be built on these principles. Come on, he wants success for his people. He wants success for you, church. If you've been toying with the thoughts that I'm not going to make it, that this is just too much weight for me to carry, that's a lie. That's a lie. You can move that way. It's called a deadlift. It is literally lifting the dead, which is resurrection. And there is a resurrection of our attitude and our joy that we have a measure of joy, but I can promise you as we move into this new year, it's going to be on a greater tier and greater level than we've experienced in years past. And are you guys excited about that? I couldn't be more overjoyed just with the people that he's put me around. I would not have put me with you people because I'm not good enough. Because of my past, because of X, Y, and Z. And you know what I've, been, I've learned is really none of that matters. Either God put me here or he didn't. But I happen to be very fond of the man to my right here. He's making me stronger every single day. Literally, it's kind of hard to move up here. I kind of want to jump, but we did squats and deads yesterday. And I am absolutely exhausted. I'm jacked on joy. Okay, are you guys still in Deuteronomy 3? And then let's read verse 3. So the Lord our God also gave into our hands Og, a king of Bashan, and all his army. We struck them down, leaving no survivors. At that time, we took all his cities, all his coins, all his weightlifting straps, all his barbells. We took it all. 
There was not one of the 60 cities that we did not take from them. The whole region of Argob, Og's kingdom in Bashan. They didn't really think through the names. Uh, These are pretty pretty, uh, brutal names. But all the cities were fortified with high walls and with gates and bars. And they were also a great many unwalled villages. Uh, We completely destroyed them as we had done with Sihon, king of Heshbon, destroying every city, men, women, and children. Again, they did not stop until they took all the cities, all 60 of the cities. That sounds like they put all the weights on the bar and they just started repping it. Like, we're going to take this city, and we're going to take this city, and we're going to take this city because our God is with us, and our job is to follow with wholehearted uh, obedience in his direction with the supernatural joy. And do you remember point number seven from our slide? This is what they did. They didn't stop till they won, until they conquered every single city, until they seized all the land and conquered all of their enemies before them. You may see these giants uh, with high walls, gates, and bars, but we move bars for a living. We, we might even say we drink in bars. I know for the Parsons, we even name our children bars. <laughs> bars is just a lifestyle. You can put any kind of amount of weight on it, and if our God is with us, we will move it in a supernatural way. I'd like to say that what seems to be a difficult task that could be seen as a setback is actually your preparation. It's not a setback. It's preparing you as you move forward in the kingdom, and as you engage these giants, you're getting stronger every time one falls. Come on. The Lord will always make sure you have some weight put on the bar because he wants you to grow. Amen. Look at Judges 3. Say, it's time to grow. It's time to grow. Starting in verse 1. These are the nations the Lord left to test all those Israelites who had not experienced any of the wars in Canaan. He did this only to teach warfare to the descendants of the Israelites who had not had previous battle experience. So you can see here, this God-ordained warfare is meant to teach you. Train you for unified warfare. The discipline from Lord and the conquering of the giants in the land is a privilege. Okay? A privilege. And a privilege you go about it with confidence and joy. This deadlift on our joy is a duty and a delight. And is this daily discipline... That brings about the supernatural strengthening of our body. Did you catch what Adam said? It is a privilege. Why is it a privilege and why should you handle this privilege with joy? Because the Lord's called us to places like a swan. He's called us to great unity in a dying and decaying society that is America. And he's called us to flourish, to unify, to get stronger. And he's already giving us giants to conquer. Why? Because he wants us to be stronger. It's not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to look like lifting 225 pounds off the ground multiple times until you can't lift it anymore. Why? Because the next time you step back in the gym, you're able to lift that and then some. This is the progression in the kingdom that we are saying is heavenly hypertrophy. And we have to grow. We get to grow. And these difficulties that we're working towards, the way that we're pushing ourselves in study, pushing ourselves to be more unified and share our lives more, is because... We have greater things that are going to require us to be able to push more weight. This is because our father is making his son stronger and more unified uh, through trial and difficulty. 
I can only think it's good for them. It's good for what we're having in our body. Think of our sons coming after us who are also being strengthened yeah. in this same unified warfare-like uh, attitude. Amen. That's exciting. Let's look at Hebrews 12, starting in verse 5. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline, and do not lose heart when he rebukes you, because the Lord disciplines the one he loves, and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. That's a good word. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness Come and on. peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths of your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Amen. My church, we don't want you to be discouraged about the trials that are ahead of us, even the ones that you're in. They're things that are training you to make you stronger for the next season, for the next fight, for the next lift. Why might you have to be held more accountable than any other season? Think about some of the new relationships. Why are these things, why are things seeming to be regimented in my life? Well, they're definitely not to hurt you. They're to train you. So whenever you inherit those promises, you are so much stronger than the day you started on the journey. This is how discipleship works in the kingdom. This is how faith works in the kingdom. It has to be progressive, getting stronger every single day. This giant rises, this giant falls, and I'm stronger, and the next one's bigger. This is what our good father is doing. He's allowing us to go into strict training that is discipline because it's good for us. And just like any father, he doesn't want to see his son fail. So in his divine word, his workout regiment for us, he said, hey, when this discipline comes, endure it. Endure it because I want you to share in my holiness. I want you to share in it. And if you persevere in it, you will be fruitful. In other words, if you... You can either be trained by discipline or you can be drained by it. You can be abled by dis discipline or you can choose to be disabled by it. You can be encouraged by discipline or you can be enraged. You can be directed by discipline, meaning when you receive that correction or that admonishment, it doesn't deter you from the will of God. It actually helps you get shored up with the plumb line. When you receive discipline, you can choose to either be built like a muscle or you can choose to be broken like a piece of pottery. And you can either be overjoyed when discipline's brought into your life or you can just feel underplayed. Like this discipline is just hurting my gains. This discipline's not good for me. It's a setback. Why would I want to be accountable to this situation when I'm actually trying to do this? Well, it's because you're deceived 
and you choose to, you've chosen to feel underplayed and not be overjoyed with the discipline. But whatever the case is for you, consider what Adam's going to share with us. The prescribed response from the word is to have the body build the body by strengthening its arms and knees. Yes. Come on. And also building the roads as level paths. This kind of sounds like uh, cities of refuge to me. That's right. Did you catch that it is to build up the body? This is from verse 12. Strengthen your feeble arms and your weak knees. And then what? Make level paths. We have an obligation to both build each other up. Why? Because if we are not strong as a body, how are we going to build highways to cities of refuge? It can't be done. It's like taking the skinniest, wimpiest guy who's had no discipline in his life and then calling to be a chieftain among those that are actually trained and craftsmen, tradesmen in building roads. It, it doesn't make sense. And we should not accept anything less than I am devoted to the discipline. I'm devoted to the brotherhood. These giants that are falling are building me up, and I will not engage in the work that we're called to unless I've proven to my brothers that I have their best interest in mind, and I accept, regardless of the circumstance, that they have mine in uh, best interest in their heart. Now, as we warm up for 2022, say 2022, which is what we're doing. We're warming up tonight. We will all endure the discipline of doing a divine deadlift on our joy. I'm talking about a resurrection of joyful uh, attitudes as we engage in this next season. Together, and I mean together, we will make sure every member of the body is prepared for the heavy weight. Say heavy weight. The heavy weight we will need to move in this coming season. Everyone who engages in this training with wholehearted devotion wholehearted. will experience the heavenly hypertrophy that is yours in Christ. This daily sharpening from the Iron Barbell Brothers on. on our left and right is how the body will build itself up. Come on, church. Let's get jacked on joy. Someone say hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to get jacked on joy, and we're going to pack on the pounds in 2022. Now, let's, uh, let's go ahead and turn to Hebrews chapter 10 and find verse 24. Warm up. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. We're warming up now. Come on. Hebrews 10. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Yeah. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And then all the more as you see the day approaching. Come on, church. That day is approaching. That's right. We need our brothers and our brothers need us. Yeah. We have all been set in this place at this time to spur each other on in confidence and joy. Sounds like a really good one-two punch. That's right. This is our season for holy bodybuilding, and we are here to pump you up. That's right. Our next verse gives us clear instruction how we effectively accomplish this encouragement. This is 1 Corinthians 14, 26. Say warming up as you're turning there, because you're going to want to bookmark this scripture. We are here to pump you up. What then, brothers, when you come together, each one, each one of what? Each one of the brothers, every single one in this room, everyone in the body, has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. 
Let all things be done for what? Building up. LCM, when we come together, we have a divine directive to come with some muscle food for the body. We need to bring something that is going to benefit their walk in the kingdom. That might just be the protein-packed meal that's going to help them fight the next giant. No input into the body. So think about you for a moment. No input from you to the body. That means no growth. And the body does not have time to skip leg day. Little testimony here, and everyone who's ever exercised or really done anything in life has felt on the fence about actually exercising or working out, and all you really needed was someone to be there with you to encourage you. Where this is deadly is when both of you agree that you're going to do something else. Then absolutely nothing happens. Now, this is going to get really serious and probably hit you pretty heavy in the convic conviction category, but last week, wasn't feeling too good, a little under the weather. I knew I needed to exercise, and I was excited to hang out with my brother, and that's something we get to do. We get to do squats and deads every week. But I wasn't feeling that good. Instead of bringing a life-giving speech, I brought my little moly grubs and my little sickness. Hey, I don't really feel that good. Hey, you know, I don't really feel that good either. Well, let's get in and work out. Uh, well, I mean, we could just eat. Uh, and Never what, a bad what choice. We, what we had came together to actually do is not what we did as far as the physical activity. Of course, we got to get into the word, but that's no way to set a precedent in the kingdom. I'm not talking about exercise anymore. If you know that you were supposed to bring a hymn or a word or that prophetic life-giving speech or walking out your, your faith in a certain way, and then you're coming to a brother and you're not bringing that to them, well, what does that mean if they're in the same position you are? Well, how can you strengthen them? You're both weak. The Lord will supernaturally ordain where everyone who's having a struggle, there's a whole congregation of people that are strength, strengthened in that moment from their last giant falling, and they have what you need for the next battle. But this is a discipline that the Lord is bringing up because we need to perfect it as we go into 2022. We can't stay at our baseline anymore. We have progressed up to a point, and it is supernatural and amazing. But just like any good athlete, they're never satisfied with being how they were in the past. They always want to get better. They want to win more. They want to do more. They want to be able to accomplish more. And thankfully for us, it's not carnal like that. We want to do great things for our God. And he has given us everything that we need for life and godliness. So church, let's commit that every time we come to fellowship with our brothers— we come ready to build each other up with something from the scriptures, something from the heavens. Let's commit that every single time we do our due diligence to bring it to them. In the event you don't have something, then you're already under par from what you said you would do. And you get to be honest, I am struggling. Today is not a good day for deads and squats. But now that it's out there, your brother can say, I came ready. You can have some of the revelation I have. And now let's lift together. We can always lift more with two than just with one. Now, when we grow in this building discipline, it will cause us to hypertrophy correctly, meaning the whole body grows together and it's not disproportionate. All parts will be strengthened from the head to the toes. This is a daily practice that helps prevent future injury. What I mean by that, if you're only working on one leg 
at some point, you're going to have to use that other leg, but you think it can support what the leg you worked out could carry. And so what happens when you put all that weight on the weak leg? Well, it snaps, or you tear a muscle. We want to avoid injury in the body by lack of discipline. And we're in this together, and as we move into a new year, we're going to grow in our discipline, and we're going to also turn to Hebrews 3 as a good exercise. Say warming up as you're turning there. Hebrews 3. See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. Come on. But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ if we hold firmly till the end the confidence we had at first. Did you catch what it says in there? Daily. Yeah, daily. Okay. Daily encouraging our brothers. Our brothers on our right and our left need our daily encouragement. They need that fresh bread. They need us to bring revelation and encouragement, something that they, they specifically need, or just in general, something that you see in that person that you notice them going after the kingdom. You notice them striving. You notice them spurring other people along, and you're excited about it, and they need to hear that. Not just once a week, daily. Yeah. We are devoted to the best interest of our body and each member of the body has the best interest in mind for the rest. We must trouble ourselves. Spudezo. 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 To ensure that our brothers are getting stronger Amen. and not cutting corners in the gym. Come on, no cutting corners in the gym. No cutting corners. Remember we said that your home gym is your marriage? Well, if you're not married, it's how you live your life in your home with your brothers or with your sisters. And we don't have time to cut corners. What that produces is no growth. It's not a, by default, maybe something good will happen. No one who walks into a gym and just sits down actually grows. And no one's disagreeing with me right now, but think about it. Let's engage with Hebrews 3. Before we move on, see to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart and turns away from the living God. See to it, brothers, that no one. Not see to it that you yourself can figure out your own faith. No, we need to be looking into each other's lives so that we can make sure that we are progressing and growing. How do we do it? Encourage one another daily. Now listen to me, households. This is not something that we have perfected in the kibbutz, in our household, who we live with. Once a week is not the prescribed way the scripture lays it out. This is daily. Daily. Every single day. You get up. You ever heard the, the concept, get 1% better every day? It's not 1% better every week. Those numbers are horrible. But if you get a little bit better, a little bit stronger every single day, then the whole body grows. We, we need to really grasp this. And I, I can't even say I had the answer other than daily you need to be encouraging one another, especially in your home gym, in your marriages, and with your brothers, and with everyone that your path crosses with in the body. This can't be, hey, I haven't spoke to Paul Rosales in two weeks, but hey, here's what I've been reading, and I hope it's encouragement. But if you know, if I know I'm meeting with Paul Rosales, I need to fall on my face before my king and my master and say, Lord, what does he need for his next giant to fall? Because he may not have it when he walks in. Why would God ordain that he's coming to my house? Because God has plans to give me what I need for him. Amen. And this is a perspective that we need to grow in 
to become as strong as we should be. For the next season, that is the heavy weight that will be moved. Now, going from Hebrews 3, I want you to turn to 1 John 1, 8. I don't know about you, but Hebrews 3 is changing my whole perspective on how I go about a day. And I think it's worth going back over after this word tomorrow and the next day as you live it out. 1 John 1 and verse 8. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word has no place in our lives. Church, there is no fear in being transparent and open with the body. There's no reason to ignore areas where you're struggling. Now, if you reject these areas where you are sinful, think mashlomka, or how's the peace in your heart, or what is pulling at you, just ignoring that you don't have a problem is not how you grow. It actually becomes like a cancer or an injury that you're ignoring that no one can see. At least on the onset, no one can see it. Like, just imagine if you hurt your leg, no one really knows it until you actually start to try to walk in the kingdom or you try to lift some weight. But being transparent and open is good for us. How things are actually going because it's how we recover. It's how we're healed. Now, church, it's imperative that we are open to the encouragement and the spiritual strengthening that comes from the family of God. It is imperative that we are open to it, not just receiving it when it comes our way, but volunteering it. Volunteer, I need, I need to let you know the shalom in my heart before we engage in the next giant battle because I'm not well. There's no shame in admitting you are not well, right? Withholding sin because you're scared of it and you're scared of it being revealed is just like being injured and trying to deadlift what your brothers around you are lifting. It, quite frankly, will leave you unable to lift any kind of weight because of detrimental injury. What might be just a little issue, gone unchecked, a little sin in your heart that I don't want to reveal it, it's a little embarrassing, it will cause you to be disabled in the kingdom, no matter how small. One little cramp and a little pulled muscle, ignored, but then you're still trying to do what everyone else around you is doing, only is a recipe for disaster. One thing that the Lord shared with me that's been so helpful in being transparent and open with my brothers, with the ministry team, anyone that I sit with, is if I'm even a slight bit embarrassed about it, that is the Lord bringing it to light that I must share it. Even if it's insignificant. Even silly things like, I just don't feel like I'm called. You know how embarrassing that is for a pastor to bring up? It's like, hey, everyone's doing 225 pounds on deadlifts, and I'm just trying to pretend that I can lift it. Oh, well, I'm here with the group. Everyone's lifting the same weight, but I'm really just lying to myself. Even if I'm a little embarrassed about the progress, to bring it out is the recipe to be healed from it. And there's no shame and bringing it out to your brothers, especially those who are entrusted with your growth. Now, we're going to make a turn to a close, and we're going to go to Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, 
And church, I really want you to catch what Adam's going to read because this is going to be pivotal for the way that we think about this body as we engage in this next season of warfare. So Ecclesiastes 4. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Come on. If a cord church of three strands is not easily broken, then how much more is 70 families who are woven, interwoven by the greatest craftsman in the universe, not easily broken? Let's take confidence as we grow in this, this concept. So if a cord of three strands is not easily broken, what does it mean for 70 families, which is roughly about how many families are in this church? What does that mean if 70 are woven together by the greatest craftsmen in the universe mean? It means we're pretty darn strong. It means we can really move some weight when we are building correctly. Now, we can take confidence in the way that we are building, and I can only promise that we're going to get stronger. Ecclesiastes says, pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. There is nothing more pathetic than a man who tried to get on a bench press, started to press a weight that he couldn't, and had no one to spot him. How humiliating. And many of us have been there. And you only do it a couple times before you realize something needs to change. I don't do this lift without this person helping me. Pity the man who has no one to spot them. But in this house, everyone sitting in this room, hear me. You have spotters all around you. You have people that will not let you fall. And certainly, if you do fall, will be there to pick you right back up on your feet to get back to slaying giants. Listen to what Colossians 1, 25 through 28 says as we come closer to a close. But it's like one more rep, one more set. This is hypertrophy training. Verse 25. I have become its servant by by the commission God gave me to present you the word of God in its fullness. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Praise God that it has been revealed to the Gentiles. Verse 28, he is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that, listen, we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. Until that time, church, we still have a little time under tension until we reach the heavenly hypertrophy that we're called to. Time under tension is what makes muscles grow. And we can be joyful about that time under tension that's coming our way. Because it's only there to make us better. It's only there to make us stronger and able to slay the next giant. Church, I want to encourage you that at the end of the day, come rise or fall, we have each other. We have each other to spot during the deadlift of joy and as we engage in giants in the land. We have each other to daily encourage as we, uh, to be daily encouraged by as we train and grow in the kingdom. We are building each other up to become fully mature in Christ. Through what? Through the renewing of our commitment to meet no matter the cost. Always 
always bringing something for the building up of your brothers, for the building up of the body. Through watching and guarding our brothers' hearts. How many hours in a day go into praying for your brothers so that their heart is guarded, so that it's protected? Because do you know that your brothers are under attack? We all have giants that are mounting their offenses, lobbying their accusations. But protecting our brothers' hearts is how we win. We also build up the body by being open and transparent with what's actually going on. Mashalomka is a great way to describe the shalom in your heart. But don't over-spiritualize what shalom in your heart means. Just say it how it actually is. Don't lie to your brothers, because if you can lie to your brothers, how good are you at lying to yourself? But if you're honest with yourself, you can be honest about what the word is revealing to you for your brother so that you can daily encourage your brother as the Lord fashions you into an unbreakable cord of 70 families and so much more throughout the one association and so much more throughout the world. A multi-stranded cord that is not easily broken that will slay giants both here, now, and then in the region of the swan. And every everywhere else that we set our foot. As we come to a close this evening, I'm going to revisit what we started. Turn to 1 Corinthians 16. But I will stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost because a great door for effective work has opened to me and there are many who oppose me. Church, we are going to conquer the giants in the land with confidence and joy. We will discipline, with discipline, will train us and equip us. Our battles are fought and won as a community and as a family. The body will build itself up through selfless sacrifice and faithfulness and discipline. These days are a great door open to us for effective work. Church, I want you to stand to your feet. The altar call tonight is very simple. This is LCM. We know how to repent. We know how to come to the altar. And certainly if you need to do that, then the altar is open. And whether you're on your face at the altar or you're standing next to your seat, we are going to begin putting into practice. We are going to begin the warm up for the season of life that we are headed into and begin to operate in a supernatural kind of joy. One that strikes terror in the opposition that's heading our way. Listen, I know some of you Many of you have never been closer to the families in this church. You've never been more unified as families, and there's still a lie being lobbed at your life that you are alone somehow. You might even be living in a house with someone, and the lie is still there. You are alone. That is a lie from the pit of hell, and we're going to put it to death. We're not going to put it to death through scripture strings that are intellectual alone. It's going to be through the word of God and our supernatural response of joy and acceptance saying, God, your word is true and my thoughts are wrong. 
and the enemy is a liar and my brothers around me are gonna help me be strengthened day after day after day to put that enemy underfoot to rise no more. And when I see it rise up again in someone else's life, not only will I join with my brother, I'm gonna start equipping him now to kick that giant right where he deserves. So as we begin to worship and as we pray, do you need to fall before the King of Kings? He is a good father and every son endures his discipline. Embrace it with joy. If you are overjoyed because the Lord has been so good and faithful, then let a shout of hallelujah rise in your heart as we sing and praise. Mighty God, thank you. Lord, thank you that you are our King and our Father. Lord, we come before you. Lord, with a that wants to be shaped and strengthened. Lord, for families that want to join together in a supernatural kind of way that brings about the strengthening of your body. Lord, we say, let your body be built through our faithful service to it. Mighty King, we are yours. Lord, help us warm up for the things that are ahead of us. 